Joshua, and welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglund. You are in for a treat today because we have the one and only Selfworth Sam here today. This conversation is going to be absolutely powerful. Those, anyone out there that's ever struggled with worthiness issues, what a struggle it can be. That in itself is an addiction and it's awful, but Selfworth Sam has got something to say about that and you don't want to miss it. Thank you so much for being here. I want to give a shout out really quick to the Live Mana Worldwide Foundation. You can learn more about them at livemanaworldwide.org. There's a free media training there that I recommend that you take advantage of. Now, there's an updated one coming soon, but this one will give you all of the foundational pieces that you need to know to launch your own media organization. Why is that necessary? Watch the training and find out. And if you haven't been paying attention to what's going on in the world, there's an amazing opportunity available for us all. And that opportunity is for our dreams to come true. Media is the vehicle to do that. And that is why we are so passionate about teaching it. Also, I want to give a shout out to, well, Media Company in a Box, which is <laughs> my baby. I want to thank all of the new students and the people that have joined Media Company in a Box because, well, like myself, you can be a one-man media machine and monetize your intellectual property in ways that has never been available before. So please check out joctwitberglin.com. And without further ado, please welcome Mr. Selfworth Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a conversation with Joshua T. Berglin and Selfworth Sam. Sam, welcome to the broadcast. I am so honored to have you in this subject that is near and dear to your heart and your passion and your mission is something that I think is so important, not just, I can't even, I, not even just looking at my own life and realizing my own worth, worthlessness issues that I had for most of my life. It seems like one of the things that always gets exposed on this show is someone has self-worth issues. So I'll, I'm honored to have you here because I've never had anyone that was a specialist on the subject and really was driven to show people why and how, why they're worth, why they matter, why did they have a purpose and why they're meant to do great things. So I'm honored to have you here. But before we get into the conversation, can you tell us what you're grateful for today and why? Yeah, sure. Joshua, first of all, thank you so much for having me as a guest on your awesome show. And I'm grateful for so many things. In fact, I have a journal, a digital journal that I complete every night. And it's like a gratitude journal. And I always start every night with, I had the opportunity to. Oh. So I usually start today. I had the opportunity to meet this person or to do whatever it is. So I'm going to say today, I'm grateful that I get to meet you. Oh, I've never heard that before. Thank you for that. I think that I think that is a wonderful thing that we can do is we can meet people from across the world by sitting in front of our computers and and connect it's, it's what a privilege what an honor i'm grateful that that's i am too i i the thought of getting to work with people all over the world because of technology is so awesome the only thing i don't like about it is that every time i meet someone like yourself i immediately want to go fly to their country and hang out like, I, just, <laughs> I am in a mic yes 
that's not in the budget yet. Damn dumb it. I it's it, we need so, a teleportation machine. I think that's coming. I think we may have one coming soon. At least I hope so. Because yeah. Sydney, Australia, where you are, is Sydney, right? Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne my bad. Sydney and Melbourne both are two cities that I've dreamed about going to my entire life. I've never been there. I've seen pictures and video, and I even have friends there. So that is on my bucket list of places to go this year in 2023. You get down to Melbourne, look me up, and we'll, we'll hang out in person. I'd love that. I'd love that very much. All right, I got to ask you, man, a self-worth journey. And of course, we all have one. But for you to specify this as the thing that you are going to make center your life around, so to speak, yeah. what got you to that point? And like, where were you at before you started this journey? Yeah, sure. So defining this passion of self-worth and more specifically imposter syndrome which we'll go into was really a it's been over a 10-year journey of looking for my specific gift that i want to share with the world and if you're familiar with joseph campbell and the hero's journey i um, am that's how i interpret the world as much as i'm a very down-to-earth i try to be down-to-earth and practical i still see the world in a, in, through spiritual eyes or mythological eyes and i try to interpret the world and see how it's a magical place so you might as well play in it and the journey that i've had has been like okay got some self-worth issues some imposter syndrome okay fine let's try and overcome them uh, as an entertainer and as an educator and if you either one of those uh, roles or you've even if you're in a different role you probably know what it's like to feel out of your depth or to feel that you're not ready or to feel that it's got to be perfect. Otherwise you don't want to make a start or you just don't can keep going or you have an inner critical voice. All of these things I experienced. And so I wanted to be an educator who, who shared some great message with the world. I was like, yeah, I love this idea that we can craft such a thing. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, I want to do self-worth. It seemed to be just something that I think I, if I wanted to say thank you to the pandemic, it gave me this time to really reflect on what is truly important to me. And I think a lot of people went through the same thing. And so I was like, self-worth, go and teach the world to have more self-worth. And it just spoke from my heart. So I've been running with that now for about two years. What's been the biggest surprise that you've had on this journey the amount of people who resonate with it and say i go through imposter syndrome and i've got self-worth issues and you i've actually had people who have been my mentors for years coming to me and saying you know what i've been through this and i'm still going through it and i'm like what you go through this so it's something that People can hide because it's not a it's not something you want to like just go, hey everybody, I've got low self-worth, or I go with the imposter syndrome. It can be it's embarrassing or it's got some stigma around it. So the fact that people have really it's spoken to people, they're like, yeah, we need to talk about it. And if you look on Google Trends, if you type in imposter syndrome on Google Trends, you can see at the beginning of the pandemic, the search term imposter syndrome started to go up. Like it was flat for years and years. And then 
just at around about March 2019, it just started to go up. So more people started to type in imposter syndrome, especially in America. And you think, okay, why is that? Lots of people lost their jobs. Lots of people had a lot of time on their hand. So when you start to reflect, you start to doubt whether you have the, the chops, so to speak, to, to compete with other people. And I think that's why a lot of people are resonating with the term now, even though it's been around for maybe 50 years as a research topic. That's interesting. Well, I've only heard that term one time in my life until I met you, which is strange, imposter syndrome. And mm -hmm. I heard it when going through Belgia. Joshua, if there you we go. Okay, <laughs> there you are. Okay, um, we're back. I don't know. Every once in a while, it does that. I don't understand why. But I've only heard imposter syndrome one other time up until leading up to this conversation. And it was doing, it was in a leadership course, an emotional intelligence leadership course. And they talked about it then. But what's funny is I don't even really know the true definition of imposter syndrome. Do you mind sharing what it is? There All right. Go. All right. The definition of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Okay. Imposter syndrome is persistent self-doubt despite evidence of ongoing success. So if a person is successful and they've got the physical evidence and the track record and a reputation of being good at what they do, they still doubt themselves. They cannot internalize their successes. They cannot really say that was me. They usually attribute it to some error on the part of somebody else made a mistake and put me in this position, or I don't really think I've got the chops or I feel out of my depth, usually to do with intelligence or skill level or the position you might have, especially leadership roles. And it comes along with a fear that people are going to expose you as a fraud and say, we know that you are faking who you are, your skill, your intelligence, and it is a massive self-deception and self-illusion. How much do you think social media has played into people's imposter syndrome? A little bit, a little bit. It's definitely made people go, oh, wow, look at that person. They've got everything. That person's life is perfect. They look perfect all the time. And yeah, social media has fed the one-sided perception that most people have about themselves in the world. Mm. And this then highlights the what's really going on there. We compare ourselves to other people. This is, a, I think, when we start to look into how do we solve imposter syndrome, it really comes down to that you are subordinating yourself to somebody else and you think that their life is better than yours and that they've got everything that you don't. So that you're subordinating to the system that you perceive them to have, or you think, oh, they are living the life that I should have. And they have excellent level of intelligence, skill, and you minimize your own value system. And you say, what I value is not important. As a result, you feel like a fraud, an imposter. You're trying to be someone else. 
and you're not valuing who you truly are and what you truly value. Where do people find the motivation? I know the answer for myself, but in your expertise and this journey that you've been on, where do people find the desire to go, you know what, screw this. I'm done trying to be like other people. I want to be what I was created to be, and I'm just going to own it. What causes that shift? Because I would say the majority is following the herd and trying to do what other people are doing. They're even following their mentors, their parents' path, their the preacher's path, whatever it may be. But it typically leads us away from what it is that we want to be. What causes that shift, you think? the subordination to other people's value systems. Everyone has a values hierarchy of what is most important to least important in, in their life at any moment of the day. And it can change throughout our lives. Top priority, top value. For me, it's education. I love, love, love educating people and being educated. So if I orchestrate my life around that priority, I feel authentic. Now, when I discovered what my top value is and said, yep, I love education that inspired me to go and do stuff around that value and our values surround our identity. So if you know your highest value, you know, your identity, and that is an incredible feeling to know who you are. And there's even on the ruins of the temple of Apollo in the ancient city of Delphi in Greece this old inscription that said, know thyself above the entrance to this incredible temple. And I think if the sages of Greece are saying, that's the number one thing that we've encapsulated around this temple, know thyself, it's got to be for a reason. And many people don't know who they are. They don't know their identity. They're not inspired by their identity. And that is because they do not know their highest value. Okay. Now your volume is gone. Oh, no, I just said under oh, my breath. That's powerful. I, yeah. I, I love that because we do, I feel like, and I don't know what it's like in other parts of the world right now, but it feels like America especially has an identity crisis with themselves and even as a nation. Like, who are we really? Because right now it's split, it's splitting apart. Like the very fabric of what America, I believe, was known for is no longer. And so with that, the people are even more confused and scared. Than, and it's really troubling to see because I got to tell you, one of the greatest accomplishments that I've ever had in my life was figuring out not just who I was, but actually liking who I was. The work to get there was amazing. And one of the things that and it was difficult and challenging, of course, but what I found is the path to peace is the certainty of our identity, knowing who we are and being able to walk confidently in that, regardless of what we think other people, how they may perceive it, or if it our way of being just so happens to ruffle someone else's feathers, whatever it may be. But to have peace in who we are and actually loving who we are really helps us be just better humans for other people. Would you agree? I agree. Absolutely. If you know who you are and you love who you are you begin to see the world through loving eyes and then you can see in other people perhaps traits or actions that you originally didn't like but you can go i can appreciate that in that other person because 
I can see that I have similar defaults in myself and therefore there's a bridging opportunity to say that guy, that gal isn't so different from me after all. And yeah, love is powerful. It's got this ability to see beyond pettiness and to see beyond <laughs> our differences. And in fact, we are more similar than we give credit for. And that goes across for people from any part of the world. Including religious than... differences. Because, yep. Yep. And, I, and I don't want to get into a theological discussion here, but even that, like Christians, Muslims, atheists, Buddhists, Hindu, I, there's more similarities there even than differences. And when you do have the inner peace and you know your identity, you don't want to be like anyone else. You want to be yourself, but then you are also put in the position where you can celebrate other people's differences. And instead of looking at them and pointing fingers at them, you can celebrate them and you can learn from them. And that's the kind of world that I want to live in. Everyone's living in their purpose. Everyone's living the life that they were created to live. Because with that, you're not going to have time to be a racist douchebag. You're not going to have time to discriminate. You're not going to have time to judge because you're just living. And you're living to make the world a better place. You're living to make people better. You make yourself better. That's the world that I want to live in. So let me ask you this. What would be the biggest first step for someone that just doesn't know who they are? They don't know why they were made. They don't know why they even, they're even breathing. What would be the first step you would recommend someone takes to discover their identity, who they are? Yeah, write down your top three values and refine that list over a period of time until you are certain that particular value, that particular priority resonates and speaks from your heart and you go, that's what I'm all about. And that contemplation process can take months. It can take years. I know it took me a long time to get to the point where I'm like, yeah, I love education and business and networking and socializing. And in the past, I doubted my own value. Is that what it really is? And that was because I was subordinating to the values of others. I was like comparing what was truly in my heart to what I had been told was important along the way by society, parents. Start writing your own list and go, what is truly of value to me? And refine that list. Anyone can get a pencil and a piece of paper or do it on their phone. What is the number one thing that is most important to me in my life? And two or three is fine. Is it family? Is it career? Is it socializing? Is it I want to learn something? Is it that I want to have vitality and health? So you go through the areas of life and you find out which one really resonates with me. That's the first thing you can do. I like that. That's a good first step and simple enough that I think anyone can do it. Now, obviously, I think that the intention that we go into things matters, but I like that advice. It's super simple. So when you, once you discover who you are and your identity, then a new adventure begins because there's a path to getting there, which is a struggle in itself. But then once you get there, it's almost like you're getting a brand new set of legs and you get to learn to walk again because learning to walk in who you are, that takes a there's another conditioning level to that too. What has been the biggest challenge that you've had since you've really discovered who you are and you know your identity 
and you've started walking this path. What has been the biggest challenge that you've had? Ironically, when I decided to become an imposter syndrome expert and started looking up books online by other experts and going, oh my gosh, this person's got a PhD in psychology. I don't. And this person has been doing it for decades and I haven't. I started to feel like an imposter again, which is, (laughs) there's the irony, right? And so I'm like, started to doubt myself. And I thought, no, wait a second, remember your training. And I just thought, okay, this is a great opportunity for me to relate to my audience. Say, look, I know what it's like to go through this. And so I'm grateful for, for the uh, the challenge, but it's like when you step up a level and you go, all right, I know my identity, I know my values, I'm going to go out into the world and do something, you get a, a new challenge, but it's a challenge that you are able to overcome. And so, like I said before, with the hero's journey and Joseph Campbell, you get the character who goes from their comfort zone and they cross a threshold like a point of no return, like the comfort zone, they step out of that, then they have to reassess their whole life. They have to reassess everything that they thought they knew. And in a way, they need to reassess who they are. And that is a challenge in itself to go, do I really know who I am? Do I really want this thing? And so the challenge is, do you have the courage to reflect on who you are and really stand in your own authority? and say yes to yourself. That. that reminds me, I was at this weekend filming a documentary in Florida, and I was talking to somebody I knew from the leadership training I'd done several years ago, who just happened to be a part of this documentary that we were doing. And she was sharing stories about some of the leaders that taught the EQ courses and the emotional intelligence work, and how even doing the work for 15, 20 years, they still have their rackets. They still have that noise in their head that talks them out of taking a step of faith or so on. And so this imposter syndrome, regardless of how seasoned you are in the work, it still creeps up. And so I love that you said that because that's probably the most authentic and honest answer anyone could give. Because even like I know what I know and I know I'm great at what I know, but the same thing that you just said, I meet somebody that maybe have more, they have more degrees or less, they've been in jail less than I have or whatever, they <laughs> something different. And I'm going, what am I doing? I don't have, I don't have all of this, but I also realize though, that the, there's so many people in the world that their market or the people that they get to serve and help or whatever their goals are, that's for them. There's still plenty for me and I still have my audience. And I have my group that I get to serve, the people that can resonate with my message. And so we don't have to fear those things, but it's amazing how the mind just eps with us <laughs> and likes to tell us that we're not good enough, yeah. or we're not worthy, or we're out of our league. I feel that way with my wife all the time. Like, how do I get out yeah. of this from her? We do. If we do the work and we're being a good steward of our gifts and our blessings and, and we're honoring just the work we do and the people we serve, like we absolutely belong. So when, when, you, when you have an experience where you start to doubt yourself or yeah, in this, any situation where you start to doubt yourself or your skill or your intelligence... Consider that not as criticism, but as feedback from life to bring you back to center. And so you say, thank you to the doubt. You say, thank you for the self-criticism that you are creating. 
and say, thanks for keeping me back in center and helping me to remind myself of what's important to me. What's my value? That's, I think, what the feedback is. If you start to doubt yourself, it's just life and your own hidden intelligence telling you, come back into center, find your home, in other words. And so you can be thankful and appreciative of the times where you doubt yourself. I love that. Your wife is a musician, correct? Or she's No, a- she's in licensing. Oh, okay. She's in licensing. She's in sync licensing. Oh, nice. Yeah. Interesting. That changes my question. But I do want to ask you, though, because that's still working with entertainers and creatives and artists and so on. That is an area and a demographic that probably suffers with imposter syndrome as much as anybody because a lot of the work is pretending to be someone else. What yeah. kind of advice do you have for artists or creatives or actors and actresses that the work that they do is really dependent on the feedback of others? How do you navigate that to avoid having imposter syndrome or even worthiness issues? Again, I'm going to go back to values, always go back to values, no matter the people. And if you're a performer and you're thinking, oh, I don't feel authentic or I don't feel like I'm good enough, always go back to, so what are my values? What am I trying to achieve? And remind yourself of what makes you feel authentic and don't be distracted by the opinions of others. There's a saying by one of my mentors, Dr. John Demartini, and he says, when you have, when the vision and the voice on the inside is louder than the opinions of those on the outside, you've mastered your life. That's a good quote. So when the vision and the voice on the inside is louder than the opinions of, of those on the outside, you've mastered your life. So if you're an, a performer, an artist, a musician, tap into the vision and the voice on the inside and make that louder. That is powerful. It's good stuff, right? Yeah. And that's, you know what? And it makes sense. And it all, and that also reminds me of I have a pretty wild addiction history. But for me, and this is what you just said resonates with me from this standpoint, that for me, I still love to party. Like I don't party anymore. I still want to do it. I still want to do all those things that got me in so much trouble in the past. However, I found something that I love and want more, something that brings me even more joy and excitement. And that is how I remove myself away from that party life. And I know it's not the same thing, but that reminded me of that was the importance of finding that vision that in that passion and that joy in what I was doing that was more than the self-destructive behavior. Because I do believe not all of us, I guess I can't say that, but there's we all have another side that of the self-doubt. We have the lower vibration self, the lower version of ourselves that's telling us that we're not good enough, we're not worthy, and so on. But those are the same, that's that same voice. That typically makes us go, you know what? Screw that. I don't care about my dreams anymore. I don't care about my passion. I'm going to go do another line or shoot up some more or whatever it may be. So I like that. I don't know why it reminded me of it, but it did. What kind of exercises do you recommend people? Because there is a part of this when we're trying to break out of old habits or to shut up that voice that's telling us that we're not worthy and not good enough. What type of exercises do you recommend 
to retrain those neural pathways and to, to drown out that ugly voice instead give us the voice telling us the truth about ourselves that we're freaking awesome we are born to do extraordinary things and we're great yeah so i would say to a person identify the thing that you are specifically hung up about right what's the specific trait or action that you are that has got your racket associated with it by that and a specific moment not a vague one because vague language disempowers us specific language empowers us so get really clear on a specific time when you're like when i did that's when i felt like a jerk that's when i felt like i was worthless once you've identified that moment then ask yourself from that moment until now what are the benefits and services to my life and others how has this thing that i thought was a negative thing how has it been of service to me and others and keep listing until the positives equal the negatives and it's balanced and it is entirely possible to go from it's all bad to actually now i can see that it is neither positive or negative you neutralize the emotions you change the brain chemistry you reduce the noise and you suddenly become grateful and appreciative of the thing that you used to resent about yourself and that is a formula for loving yourself and appreciating yourself this other side of ourselves that we often don't love and appreciate ourselves for you can now have a formula for it what are the benefits and services that came out of it and don't give up because like a magnet has a positive positives and negatives mm. you the human psychology has got the same thing the human personality got the same thing we have positive and negative sides love both sides equally find out the positives that came out of the negatives balance it and that's emotional intelligence and management right there you nailed it that is spot on i when i made my life change i swung the pendulum so far over here that it was a different set of extremes that were equally as limiting as the extremes of evil that i was doing in that life but i found myself now in this middle where I can look at my darkness and former, not that I want to go back to that, but I can love it and I can respect it because of what I learned from it and how I get to use it now. Don't need to go back there, but I also don't need to run from it either. Yeah. I need to look, run you ask yourself, would you be where you are now if you had not been through those dark times? You'd be like, no. Oh, so you can say- be far I'm less interesting too. We all want to be loved and appreciated for who we are. But the thing is, most people say, I only want to be loved and appreciated for half of myself, the good qualities. No one says, I want to be loved and appreciated for the things I don't like about myself, but that's unrealistic. Sure. So you have to go, okay, list all of the things you don't like about yourself and find reasons why that specific thing that you do has been of service and value to you and others until it equals the negatives. And you will be able to love and appreciate every part of you. That's so, the formula. So good. Sam, please tell everybody where they can follow your journey, just support you. I really enjoyed this conversation. I really just enjoy the human that you are, and especially this mission that you have, because it is important. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joshua. So you can go to love.selfworthsam.com, love.selfworthsam.com. And I'd like to offer people a free imposter syndrome course, which is at that website as well. 
and that's going to basically go into more detail to what we just said then about balancing your emotions and perceptions. So uh, go and get that self worth Sam on all most of the social media. That's how you can find me. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the work that you do. And I look forward to talking to you again. Appreciate it. Wish you well. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.